What's up, buds? And welcome to a new episode of the Earbuds Podcast, the podcast where two friends talk about one album for a long ass time. We are your hosts. I am Lucas Genghis Khan Indrakovs here with my buddy Brett. I feel the weight, Hanrahan. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to. I'm going to the gym. I can feel the Chill weight. Out. Here, Brett. Jesus. <laughs> Look, are I'm you so still going to the boxing gym or what? Uh, you know, I stopped doing that. I can tell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I ate a couple dick. more pizzas today than usual. All right. So what? Well, Brett, we are here to talk about an album that you suggested for the podcast. It is going right. to be an album. Is it three or is it I, 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 I can only assume it's three. Okay. It's, it's the third album. It's the third it's album. Three eyes. Okay. We're talking about three by Mike Snow. And as you guys know, on these episodes, or if this is your first uh, time listening, we like to go through the album as a whole. We talk about everything that we liked and didn't like about the record. Then we like to talk about our two favorite songs. And then we go into our ratings to kind of give you guys an understanding of exactly how we felt. A zero to 10 scale. Zero to 10. And we Revolutionary. Allow we allow, it's Olympic rules. We allow decimal points. God damn it. I don't care how much pushback <laughs> we're going to get on that. I'm we do have three judges on the side to yes. make sure. Yeah, to keep us in check. Well, Brett, yeah. you, you're the one that wanted to bring this to the pod, man. So tell me, tell me why. That's right. I, a friend brought Genghis Khan to me. He showed me the music video for Genghis Khan. I don't know I if you've seen it. Genghis Khan. It's like a James Bond parody where him and the oh. villain are just like longing for each other. And you know that song always stuck in my head and it was only years later when it's like i might as well check these guys out i checked out the album it was on loved it and i had no idea that these guys were kind of a big deal in the music industry dude i didn't know that either uh i had they heard wrote toxic that blew my like, fucking mind when i found that out dude i th so yeah so the the two is it two guys in the band is it three it's I think the two make most of the music and then there's a singer. I think okay. that's mainly how it goes. Okay. Yeah. The two main guys, and I'm sorry that we don't have y'all's names uh, pulled up right now, but they apparently have written songs for Madonna and Britney Spears and a bunch of other very, very well-known pop artists. And they literally won a Grammy for their song toxic, which is one of Britney Spears biggest fucking songs of her entire career and i had no idea the same guys i wrote animal and wrote genghis khan wrote <laughs> britney spears song and actually won awards for that song like that really no, really yeah. tripped me out dude it, one of my personal favorite pop songs of all time toxic you and it's a i didn't good one i didn't know that until yeah. three days ago <laughs> i didn't know it until today i was but, i was like just doing some some like last minute research today for this episode i had no idea and listen, I wanted to bring some of that fucking heat because <laughs> I think personally they brought it on this album. As a for, like for you know, I didn't really see Mike Snow uh, as a pop group. Um, the first song I heard by them was "Animal," and that's still by far my favorite song of theirs. And actually, my favorite song of theirs is a reggae remix of animal <laughs> that someone did it's an amazing remix so i wasn't exactly excited to listen to this record uh i i kind of fell off after that album and i just didn't expect such a uh 
at first listen, a pretty straightforward pop record. Yeah, I mean, it's not so experimental in any regards. It no. can be straightforward. It can be almost minimalist at times. But I think one of the main things going for it is how catchy it is. And the further you look into it, the more you listen to it, the more you recognize there are some interesting elements here and there's some interesting instruments that make up the body of these songs i think you fucking nailed it like there's i i just don't understand pop music really i think that's just what it is i'm not i'm obviously <laughs> that's why i keep fan. fucking challenging you yeah you do and i'm glad that you do man and you know it wasn't until i heard uh lady gaga's born this way that i was i could oh, see wow. yeah and that was just a couple of years ago uh that's that was the first album that really proved to me what pop music could be in terms of musicianship and at first listen of this album it just kind of felt like this empty vapid pop record like there just wasn't <laughs> a lot to it i thought the lyrics were really basic i thought the musicianship and the songwriting was pretty basic and and yeah. something that you know i always get disappointed when i hear something that i feel like i could write because then i'm just like well, why the fuck am i listening to this? well then why didn't it. i write it <laughs> yeah exactly but <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, something that we do on this show or for this show is we listen to these albums multiple times for these episodes. And it, it really does change your uh, opinion at the more that you listen, sometimes for the worse, but a lot of times for the better. <laughs> and it really did do it for the better on this album for me. Like there's actually a lot more layers to this record than, than I first picked up on. Yeah, it's... It, it... I think at first Mike Snow had a bit of a minimalist outlook on making these songs, but by this album, there are a couple main instruments and a couple main driving forces. If that's uh, some kind of synth or mm -hmm. a riff on a guitar or just the drum beat, but they sprinkle in these different parts and these different vibes into these songs. And I think the, dynamic of the album is pretty good too even though it's you know a lot of just kind of bumpy uh danceable songs lots of four four lots of uh lots of four four it's they're not doing anything proggy no there's nothing nothing's gonna catch you off guard nothing's gonna make you stop bopping your head on the album but i gotta say like you know for something that at first listen felt just like a very very basic pop record there's actually a lot of hip-hop elements in this music that i just didn't pick up on at first and then i mean obviously having run the jewels on a fucking track on this album which is like <laughs> insane to me other people yeah. are obviously hearing the hip-hop in there but it took a few times for for me to pick up on it a lot of the like vocal samples that they took first from like old songs that they used as uh hooks in, in some of these songs they even had fucking chipmunk like hip-hop vocals like old school kanye yeah yeah like this, in uh i didn't uh, expect heart is full you yeah kind of hear that vocal sample it's it's like a cover of an old song or something it sounds very soulful i mean that is a full-on hip-hop beat on heart is full yeah that's, yeah and that's that's why run the jewels is on that's it. why run the jewels is on it i mean it was i the only one that it felt like i got major single ladies vibes from heart is full really did you is that just i mean as someone who doesn't listen to a lot of beyonce and i probably have heard that song i can count on one hand the amount of times I've heard single <laughs> ladies, but that one track I was, I was just, I think it's the horns and the really splashy drum cymbals. Yeah. Sort of kind of like drugged up driving rhythm where it's, it, 
it's a very strong beat, but there's something trippy and kind of yes flowy I, about it. It was it's really really a, a really fucking great song, honestly. I I love the way you described it, man. It, like druggy and like trippy, splashy are like perfect descriptors of it, and we we kind of get little bits and pieces of those throughout the album yes for sure but i mean this is a very accessible album anyone can jump into this for sure i mean this it's is not challenging at all you know we talked about uh <laughs> black moth super rainbow where you were like i think i could put this on around my mom and she wouldn't freak out which i completely disagree with <laughs> i think this is definitely one that you could put around your you can put it with your grandma and you can put it with your five-year-old kid and they would enjoy it just as much as the other, you know? And I think that's, yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. And I think that's probably what makes me shit on pop music so much is that it's almost too accessible. Sure. Well, I mean, that is the point of it. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. It's the point of it. But I, I think honestly, like the music really did, it it started, you were, I, I was able to start peeling away layers as I was listening to the album and I was able to start picking up on things that, I didn't notice the first time or I didn't notice the second time or the third time, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it really does these, these songs, just like so many albums that we've talked about before feel very uh, stripped down and almost like elementary in their songwriting. Sometimes it's very basic, very by the book. Yeah. But it, it really did get more and more layered the more I listened to it. But I got to say like my biggest complaint about the whole album yeah. is the vocals really yeah uh my my biggest complaint is the lyrics i you know i don't think it's the most basic stuff there were a couple interesting lines to me and uh my trigger being about you know being in love with a stripper which has been done to death yeah uh, surely but it the was slam poetry part on that song was so fucking weird <laughs> at the end where it was like the little uh vocoder thing going yeah up. And he's kind of like almost rapping, but it's more kind of slam poetry or whatever. But I mean, Genghis Khan, that chorus, I can't believe that they got away with that because that's kind of a fucked up lyric. (laughs) I get a little bit of Genghis Khan. I don't want you to sleep with anyone but me. And I'm just like, dude, when you really dig into that and you find out what they're talking about, I'm like, that's fucking messed up, man. No, it's kind of a fucked up song. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, the lyrical content, the topics, the themes... It, it it's completely unfocused completely erratic one song he'll be talking about like i'll love you no matter what another song he's talking about like i kind of hate this girl i don't really even yeah. want to see her like back of the car or whatever where he's just straight up saying yeah i just, like, just want to fuck someone in the back of a car i don't want to love you or date you yeah yeah and then he's so, like my heart is full you have my heart all a lot of heart stuff <laughs> a lot of the heart whole record stuff. a lot of heart stuff but I, so, I mean, besides the lyrics, I think something that I get really, really sick of in uh, any type of music, but especially pop music, is when people sing in only falsetto vocals. Sure. And that's like 95% of the vocals on this record are all falsetto. And it gets really old really fast. And I don't know anyone except the Bee Gees that can <laughs> sing in falsetto and sound <laughs> powerful as they're singing in falsetto. I think falsetto sounds very weak a lot of the times and that's kind of something with the vocals on this record too where i'm just like there's not a lot of strong vocal delivery it's all very kind of soft and you know i i agree that there 
aren't really a lot of strong vocal deliveries. There's not really much emotion or passion no, or anything like that. Yeah. I completely disagree that everything's falsetto and that they don't have a range. Well, I think not I everything. Think... I said 95%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. You, you got a little there. bit, a little benefit there. <laughs> I, there's a lot of falsetto, but I think there's a lot of range. I think there are different vocal deliveries. I think a lot of the choruses are super catchy, but different Very. enough that you're not going to confuse them with each other. No, I think there's a lot of catchy hooks and choruses on this record. And you're right. I mean, there's songs that they don't sing in falsetto, like Genghis Khan is not all falsetto. Heart is full uh, over and over. Uh, those are just a few that they kind of play around with their, with their vocals a little bit. And one thing I did like a lot that they did with their vocals is they affected them a lot too. Those, those were my favorite parts in the album. Yeah. Uh, like feel the weight, uh, heart of me had a lot of that cool stuff. Yeah. I, I, there's so many lines that would get stuck in my head listening to this. And a lot of them were the <laughs> ones that they would like do really low, crazy vocal manipulation or, yeah. just, or like on a for you, which is probably my most hated song on the record. But <laughs> just because it has Charlie XCX on it. I mean, it. it didn't help that Charlie was on it, even though her fucking <laughs> yeah. her chorus is incredibly catchy. Uh, but I think what I hated at first the most about that song was the crazy, like they would take her vocal part and chop it up and make it almost into like part of the beat, you know? Like at the very beginning where it's like, yeah. dude, I love that part. You don't like that? It drove me fucking crazy the first like five times I listened to it. And then it really started growing on me and I hated it. I hated that it started growing on me. Oh, dude. I, I think that's a, such a cool interesting way to chop up a vocal line to make it sound like a weird arpeggiated synth or something like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It reminded me a lot of something that a band called discovery uh, does a lot on their only record that they ever put out. Discovery is the singer of vampire weekend and um, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting the other one. It was another like big band from around that time, but it's like, it was like a, a side project for these two rah, rah, riot. That was the other band. Right. And they did a song that used almost the exact same type of vocal manipulation to like make part of the beat. And I thought they did it way better. And that was almost 20 years ago. But <laughs> besides that, I, I think they do enough with the vocals. They switch it up enough uh, in terms of like all the manipulation and effects they put on it that it didn't, I, I stopped hating it after a while. <laughs> well, and that's all I ask for. That's all you want. That's all hear, I hope right? for is that I know Lucas is going to hate this at first. I yeah. hope it grows on him. <laughs> yeah, which it definitely fucking did, man. There's there was a lot of songs that I ended up liking a lot on this record. Well, I mean, if you if you wouldn't mind, Lucas, do you oh, think we could uh, get oh. into those little little choices? I had like thirty more things I wanted to say, but it's fine. I can just. <laughs> No, what do you have to say? What do you no, have to no, say? No, 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 let's see what you want. It's all about you, Brett. Well, you're right. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our choice nugs then. Let's our two favorite songs on the record, man. Yep. Uh, what were your honorable mentions, man? I would say, despite how fucked up the chorus is, I liked Genghis Khan a lot. Mm. Um, I love that bass and and the melody uh, throughout the whole thing, despite the fucked up lyrics. Like, I like a lot of things that they did on that. It's a, it's just a great pop song. It's very dancey. Heart is Full was another honorable mention. Um, straight up hip hop track, very of the times, 2015, 2016. 
uh, a lot of synth trumpets and stuff. Like I think about uh, trophies from Drake or something. Like it makes me think of that same type of vibe a little bit. Right. And uh, I liked uh, Long Shot 7 for what it was. I love the Asian vibes on that song. The weird string, synth string melodies that they were doing was really, really cool. I I thought the sample was interesting where it's kind of this orchestral string section yeah yeah like very kind of like classic old sounding riff and then it kind of comes in full with the the music and the drum beat for sure but i I gotta say one of my favorite songs is i feel the weight that's one of mine as well i feel the weight. i feel like that was the best implementation of the the vocal, vocal manipulation stuff yes for sure it for sure made sense there are not a lot of uh sad songs on the record there aren't a lot of contemplative or somber songs Con- contemplative and... is a really good way to put it man i would the way i thought i was like there's something very coming of age feeling about that song yeah right yeah. like it's melancholic but it's somehow hopeful too at the same time if that makes sense it's it to me it's someone slowly growing up and slowly moving on to another point in their lives that they kind of don't really even want to go to, but they know in the end is better. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's exactly the vibe that I got to. And it, and it has a certain eighties feel to the music as well. And the production of it, where it's kind of airy and very reverby and bright. And there's a lot of like these little synth things going on at the same time, but it's just so uh, it, it's, it's just such a, a nice relief especially after for you like where it's like the <laughs> Which, most manic fucking craziest song on the record <laughs> yeah it's right smack in the middle of the album it's a great kind of breather a great end to side a yeah if, if you would like put it on a vinyl yeah for sure for sure love that chorus melody i love all the background vocals like you said the vocal manipulation like that was an easy one for me oh yeah and yeah. i it's it's weird i i sing this one a lot and i feel like even though i can't relate to what this guy is saying i still feel very like emotional about it because it can you know be interpreted in these different ways and i feel like that's when you know it's a good song man. when it's well written when it's it it invokes or evokes a a emotion from you that you might not even want to feel or be actually feeling at the time but you can just hear it in his voice you can hear it in the music they they pulled it off and communicating that that emotion and getting it across uh in an audio and it's really really good song man yeah i i would be interested in seeing if these guys like maybe had a different group that was less accessible and less pop oriented i would be mm. interested to see what they do yeah uh, i would i would i mean i can't even imagine what they would do honestly <laughs> like if you go from writing britney spears is toxic and like madonna songs and all this stuff and then you go to, I feel the weight, you know, I wonder, I wonder how many of these songs might've been uh, shopped around. Yeah. You know I mean? Maybe written for somebody and yes. they didn't quite like it. And they were like, Hey, well, <laughs> we'll use it for ourselves. We know it's okay. a good song. Yeah. Here, we have enough songs that have been rejected. We'll put it on our third record. <laughs> 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 well, what's your second favorite song, man? What are your honorable mentions? Um, There aren't many songs I don't love on this record mm. lonely life is kind of kind of over lonely, lonely life. that one's 
that one even for me might be a little too puffy. Dude, that one I could just picture being played over Mervin's uh speakers. <laughs> like that's being played at Sears Hardware fucking right now. Yeah. That is the most retail ass fucking track I've ever heard. It's like Drake's <laughs> whole new record. Just like everyone at Coles oh, is gonna be forced well. to listen to that all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> uh but aside from that, honorable mentions my trigger. I, I loved how hoppy that one was. Yeah. Uh, heart is full for all the all the reasons you said. The OG um, one? Huh? The OG one? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the OG. I thought Run the Jewels was nice, but I don't think they really added in much at all. Okay. Okay. Kind of some throwaway verses to me, but. It's almost blasphemous, but okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, but my second nug has got to be the one that introduced me to mike snow it's genghis khan i i I, this is the one i've heard the longest and even though i have each time i hear that drum beat come in yeah i just i just want to get some fucking i want to move my hands a little bit the hand moves man (laughs) dude i love the the background like yeah it's just keeps that fucking rhythm and that vibe going really really well and i remember seeing parts of the music video and the music video is really cool too (laughs) the music video is iconic if y'all haven't seen it check it out uh super great but this chorus as fucked up as (laughs) a figure as genghis khan is and the implications of this song this is a very (laughs) very toxic song of yes. a guy who basically wants his cake and like wants to have it and eat it's it. It's like a lot of dudes. They wanna they wanna be able to sleep around, but they get pissed off when their girl sleeps around. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they get all fucking weird and, and possessive and everything. And that's literally what he's saying, right? It's like I get a little bit Genghis Khan. I don't want you getting it on with anyone else but me. Yeah. But Genghis well, Khan famously fucking, you know, almost like I don't know what percentage of china or asia is the direct descendant <laughs> of genghis khan because this motherfucker couldn't keep it in his pants yeah forcefully <laughs> genghis khan was a piece of shit but w- with all that being said man it, the chorus cannot be denied i it's super catchy i love the verses especially after the first chorus when it kind of gets brought down and the music drops in and I feel That's one thing I got to give it up to them too. I feel like I can predict a lot of melodies and like, especially when it starts, I can, I feel like I can predict where it goes right. just because we've listened to so much music. They surprised yeah. me several times on this, on uh, this album where I thought they were going one way with the melody and they went somewhere else. And Genghis Khan was one of those. Like it, it was cool that it caught me off guard. Yeah, I, they've been writing music long enough that I think they know where those easy traps are. Right. And they can avoid it if they want to. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, they might not being being pop producers. Yeah. But I mean, Genghis Khan, that's a solid, it's a solid song, man. That's one that had to grow on me too. Uh, but my second choice, Nug, it has to be Heart is Full featuring Run the Jewels, man. If there's kill me, if there's ever a song that's featuring around the jewels, that doesn't end up being one of my favorite fucking songs on the album. I mean, I'll miss with me, dude. I love killer Mike and LP so much. It's so, it was such a shock to me that this even existed. Cause I had the CD for the longest time. 
and this song wasn't on the CD. I didn't know this version of the song existed until two weeks ago. Oh shit! It wasn't on. It's it's like a a bonus track or something on streaming. Yeah, it, it must be like a bonus track that came out later because it's mm. it, they don't have it on the CD. And I thought like, oh shit, <laughs> run the jewels is here. Yeah, amazing. I mean, what a fucking get, dude. Like I. I, I how did how did they get run the jewels to be on there but honestly the og would have been my second choice nug mm. it hadn't had run the jewels not been on this remix version of that because that song needed rappers on it that song is a rap song with with just mike snow or whoever they're called singing over it like it's <laughs> right. it needed rappers and i can't believe that they got two of my favorites to be on it and they're doing what they do man they fucking killed it on it it uh it seemed like there were certain things that maybe Mike Snow didn't want them to say. Like there's certain words that they seem like they switched up a little bit just because maybe Mike Snow didn't want them to say certain words. Like they were cussing, but they weren't saying they were changing their words sometimes. I'm just like, that's weird that you picked that a little bit. <laughs> like, was it, was it an artistic choice that he like killer Mike was like, I'm a killer ninja. <laughs> yeah. Ninja. I don't know. Or, or was Mike Snow like, just being like, Hey man, can we just not have, can we just not say that on the track because they let him say anything else and the fucking bearskin rug line from lp just cracked me <laughs> up dude like even he said even a bearskin rug in a living room could get it or something i'm like dude you're fucking hilarious i love that i run the jewels is so good i think it might be about time we review another album that's for another National time fucking treasure we've already reviewed two of theirs uh i think it's about time we review another one all right fuck it <laughs> but they I think these are kind of throwaway verses. I feel like they mm -hmm. didn't really get a lot of time, but even their throwaway verses just, are can so be good. entertaining yeah. and it, it not a detriment at all, but it felt very edited in after the fact to me. Absolutely. Definitely. And but I love that they still kept in that part where the music drops down and they bring back that vocal sample. Right. Yeah. And it just feels, it's just so, it's such great hip hop writing for a beat. It's just, <laughs> it's perfect. They did it perfectly. And I love that they got a remix on it because they needed it. But I mean, with all that said, man, I, like I said, I wasn't that excited to listen to this album. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And to be honest, the first couple of times I listened to it was I felt very validated that I wasn't excited to listen to it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I'm like, I would, the last yeah. thing I want to do is shit on a record for however long, you know, especially one that you brought to the table, but it really did. It needed the multiple listens, but it, it really grew on me. I think this isn't such a shallow, empty pop record that I thought it would be. And then I thought it was lots of layers, lots of cool hip hop elements to it. Lots of great dance elements to it. The production is on point. I think the only thing is like the drums are almost too punchy for me. Like that yeah. snare, that snare has so much fucking low end to it. It's weird. Uh, but <laughs> it's very unnatural at times for it's sure. Very unnatural. When it, it doesn't mean like an to electric be. drum. Yeah. It almost sounds like an electric set at times, but with all that said, man, it's a great pop record. It's definitely something you can put on, um, you know, getting ready to go out or having a, a get together and a party at your house. Like it's, it's perfect music for that. And, you know, despite how many times I'm probably going to go back to this record, which might not be often, I know it's something I can put on when I'm trying to get a certain, a certain fun, light vibe uh, in the room or, or, you know, trying to set the, the, I'm a vibe guide. You know that. <laughs> no, well, you're not, you, 
you've been known to be a pretty horrible vibe guide, actually. <sighs> That's I've heard the opposite. I've received great. <laughs> you were the one telling me. People. Yeah, people are like, you put on a playlist. People are like, hey man, can you keep to to like one oh, genre? I've learned. I've learned my lesson. Uh, yeah, because I wouldn't put on a playlist. I would put on my Spotify liked songs, which was like nine thousand songs, and just let it play on random. People hated hearing fucking you know Swedish metal and then hearing Lizzo right afterwards. So like, fuck me. That's how I like listening to music. But this album really grew on me. I'm gonna give it. I mean, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. Any any pop album that I bring to you over a 6, I think, is a victory to me. I think, yeah, you should consider this a victory for sure. I think I'm going to be low. No, higher. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be a little higher. Than fucking, yeah. Um, It'd be weird <laughs> if I'd have to change my rating if you weren't higher than <laughs> mine. Wouldn't make any sense. I think this is a fantastic pop album. It's a very safe album just to put on for any occasion, really. Mm -hmm. Maybe aside from a funeral, but <laughs> it's got super catchy songs. It's got interesting instrumentation. Uh, and I think it has enough dynamic that even even a music critic would, would get something out of it, if, yeah, if not enjoy right. it. Yeah. The lyrics are very shallow, uh, and and that's the main detriment to me. But, but I'm going to give this one... Probably second or third language that they're writing in, so... <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they, they wrote a bunch of other songs for American artists, so I can't <laughs> assume yeah. they don't know the language by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I Want to Dance, this is... This is this is one of my go-to albums, mm. uh, and I'm gonna dance? put this one at an eight point six. Woo, mama, mama yeah. mia! It's just it's never done me wrong. I've listened to it a lot, and it's never gotten old for me. I know it's it not it isn't really saying anything or anything like that. No. It is <laughs> a pop album at the end of the day. Yes, but damn it, I just I just love it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you loved it so much, buds. Buddy, what did you guys think? We want to know what you guys think of this record. Are you uh, are you as big a fan of Mike Snow as our as our buddy Brett here? Because I as doubt me. anyone else is, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm interested in hearing it. Mike Snow Army, come out and defend me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't attack me, please. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, buds. You can find us on Instagram at EVPcast. You can find me at Jean-Luc Guitard. Brett at Brett Hanrahan. Look us up on YouTube. If you guys aren't, if you guys are listening to this right now, the audio version, we have a video version that's going to be on YouTube as well. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, go listen to our audio version. Give us two plays for the same fucking episode. That'd be really cool. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, buds. Brett, do you know uh, what album we're going to listen to next? You know, I was, <laughs> we haven't talked about this, but we I was haven't. thinking next week would be a good time to do some uh, listener albums. Ooh, that is a great idea. Uh, well, we're, we'll let you guys know what those listener albums will be. We'll put out a post and let you guys know which probably three or four albums we're going to talk about on that one episode. Maybe a poll. Maybe a poll. Maybe we'll get a poll going. Hey, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, buds. Brett, what would you, what would you rate this episode? Man, I'd rate this uh, three 
at a three. All right. <laughs> One for each eye in the album's title. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this episode. Uh, what was that fucking what's that song called? God damn it, I had my notes pulled up. Long seven shot seven. Nights. A long shot seven out of ten. Okay, yeah, there we go. I, I got there. I got. There. <laughs> Just find a number somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening, Brett. This was good. Lucas, this was good. Uh, bye. Bye.